In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the Gospel reading from Matthew, we uh, heard a little bit of a prophecy of Isaiah. And he says that those who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and those who are in the shadow of death, light has dawned. And with uh, today being our General Assembly meeting, I've been thinking about that verse in terms of the church. Who we are as the church shining the light into the world. And so uh, I wanted to, to take a few minutes to talk about that verse uh, in terms of that, in terms of the church and what it looks like and how we can shine the light into the darkness because this world is dark and around us. And it might even seem like it's a little overwhelming. But if we look at the prophecy of Isaiah, and this is from Isaiah chapter 9, so if you go back there, it makes very clear that this light that shines in the darkness is Christ. Further on in chapter 9, it, it talks about, For unto us the Son is born, uh, unto us a child is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. We know that one. We know that verse from uh, Isaiah. That's the one that talks specifically about Christ, and we even sing about that and hear about that on the Nativity. But one of the verses in Isaiah chapter 9, and you're going to have to really follow with the scripture here. So one of those verses in Isaiah chapter 9 says that the reason that there is joy because of the light is because there is a victory that God has won just like he did against the Midianites. Now when I say the Midianites, you all know the story, right? Okay, I didn't either. I have to look back at the, at the scripture. So again, follow me. We went from Matthew, who quoted Isaiah, to Isaiah. And Isaiah is talking about uh, the conquering and victory uh, over the Midianites in the book of Judges, chapter 7. And there's a great story in there about a man named Gideon. Because the people of Israel, they'd been oppressed by the Midianites for about seven years. And finally, Gideon... Uh, gets all of these soldiers together. He's told by God, you're going to win. You're going to beat the, the army of the Midianites. And so he gathers the people together, and he's got 32,000 people, 32,000 soldiers going against, and the scripture says that he's going against an army that's numbered more than the locusts. And even the camels that they have are beyond the number of the sands of the sea. So 32,000 against a whole bunch more. But God comes to Gideon and he says, you've got too many people. I don't want you to think that you are actually going to be the ones that win the victory. I'm the one that wins the victory. Go tell the people, anybody who is scared, they can leave. And so Gideon goes and he tells the soldiers, anybody who's scared can leave. 22,000 leave. Of course, that leaves 10,000. God comes to, the angel comes again to Gideon and he says, too many people. He says, take the soldiers to the river. And those who kneel down and just stick their face in the river and drink like dogs put on one side, and those that kneel down on the ground and use their hand to drink water put on the other side. And so I'm not making this up. 9,700 of them knelt down on the ground and stuck, stuck their faces in and lapped water like a dog, it says in the scripture. And so Gideon said, you guys go home. 300 were left. 
300 against that great multitude, and and Gideon says, don't worry, follow my lead. We're not even going to need to use a weapon. And so they go, and they they each take a trumpet, they each take a pitcher, and they each take a, uh, a torch that they carry with them in the middle of the night to the edge of the camp of the Midianites. And all together, Gideon starts to blow his trumpet, and everybody blows their trumpet, and he breaks his pitcher, and everybody breaks their pitcher, and they start yelling, for the Lord and for Gideon. And the people of the Midianites were so just in chaos about what was happening that they dispersed and Gideon and the army won. 300 versus this vast darkness. Now, where am I going? In our church, there are about 350 people who are somehow attached to to this church. If we all came on the same day, we'd have about 300-some-odd people here in the church. And so, same as this army of Gideon against the vast multi- what seems like a vast multitude of darkness out there, but the Lord is telling us that we as a community, we as followers of Christ, are able to win victory in what appears to be an unbelievably dark world. But it takes us doing a few things together. And first and foremost, the first thing that we need to do is to put our hope and our trust in God. And we, we do that. We do that well because the center and focus of everything that we do in the church happens in this room. We have services in this room literally every single day. There's somebody praying in here every single day, which is wonderful. Come and join us. There... the most important thing for us to do is to be here, to be grounded and rooted here, especially in the divine liturgy where we are. Because we as the church, that word in Greek even, is the ecclesia. We are the called out. We are the 300 who are called out from the midst of the rest of Memphis to shine the light of Christ in a very particular way. But we have to be grounded and rooted here. So everything we do, even as a church community that doesn't happen in these four walls, is rooted and grounded back here. We live our life grounded here, in this place, in front of this altar. Secondly, all of those soldiers, those 300 soldiers, were able to win that victory because they were united together. They did it together. They trusted each other. It doesn't mean that they were exactly the same or that they had the exact same gifts, but they trusted one another and they stood together. And the same is true of the church. We have varied many different people, but we all need to be united and trusting together. So we need to fight the temptation about uh, being cliques in the church. Yes, we have a young adult group and a women's group and a men's group and all those sorts of things, but they're not meant to be mutually exclusive groups, but all doing the work of Christ united together, all of us united together. So I will challenge you to, when you go to coffee hour, not just today, but in every other Sunday when you're here, to talk to different people around you. Not to only stick with the same people that you know, but talk to the other people. We see each other all the time, but we might not know each other's names. We might not know our, each other's stories. But there are so many wonderful and beautiful people with very uh, fun stories in this church, and I would encourage all of you to unite together and talk to many different, as many different people as you possibly can so that we can be united. 
So we are centered and rooted on Christ, and we are united together. And finally, the third thing is that we are not afraid to stand up against the darkness. You know, there is that temptation where we can look and we can uh, see the darkness outside and we can say, man, it's real bad out there, but we've got a good thing going here. Let's just stay here. Let's not mess anything up here. And there's that temptation. I can tell you, I'm tempted to do that myself. But the reality is that we are called as Christians to shine the light into the darkness. This prophecy that is fulfilled in Christ on Theophany and on his nativity is something that is fulfilled over and over and over again through his church in the darkness of the world. And so we have got to be able to, as a community, shine the light of Christ into the darkness. And I'm not going to stand up here and lie to you and tell you I know exactly how our church can do that. Nope, I'm not sure yet. I need your help to do that. And in fact, it's, it's what keeps me up at night. Most of the time, it's not Maggie, it's that. What can we do as a church community to better shine the light of Christ? And that's where we need each other. But brothers and sisters, we can have victory. The light can shine in the darkness. Our goal is not to make it all of Memphis Orthodox. That would be great. But our goal is to shine the light of Christ. And he will do everything else about bringing people to his holy church. But our job is to shine the light of Christ in the darkness so that those who are in the shadow of death will know that light has dawned. So brothers and sisters, let us be united together. Let us be rooted here in the liturgy, in the worship and the mysteries of the church. And let us shine the light of Christ throughout this city. May God give us discernment to do that best. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.